What makes our country great is the legislative system put in place to protect our freedoms, with lawyers ensuring justice for our nation's citizens. Tune in as top legal experts come together to discuss all things law on The Legal Network. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is The Legal Network Podcast. Today, I'm joined by attorney and entrepreneur Odell Mitchell III. Odell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. I really appreciate it. Likewise, likewise. You have uh, great energy, but uh, you know, as I've come to learn about these three kindnesses, it's evident why, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurship as an attorney and you know the, this business that you're in, helping others to be a lot kinder. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So a lot of times, one of the things I like to point out to people early on is that, yeah, I'm an attorney and an entrepreneur. So really kind of two things that I focus on. We can talk plenty about my legal work because that's fun. Yeah. Um, but also, I uh, run a business with my business partner called Three Kindnesses. And that comes from my many years spent in human resources inside of Fortune 100 companies, uh, really helping people be better. And that's the heart of it. So we help people be better, and in fact, help people be kinder uh, through our three kindnesses. And the three kindnesses are safety, empathy, and diversity. And so building those across teams, across organizations, is one of the things that to us really helps the world be a better place. And for me, that is one of the entrepreneurial arms of the things that I do, because it really leads back to personal values, and those personal values are also the thing that informed my legal work as an attorney, an entertainment attorney, in fact. So plenty busy, plenty of things going on, um, and all of it revolves around how do we make this world a better place for the people living in it. I love that. Now, I like to have fun, so <laughs> let's start with the entertainment right, attorney. Sure. Uh, what do you do there, and, and you know who are your what, what type of clientele are you helping uh, in that space? Absolutely. So I have my own firm called Third in Line Legal, and it's based here in Chicago. And Third in Line Legal. I gotta say, there's a lot of threes with there's you. There's a lot of threes. <laughs> Odell Mitchell the third. There it is, right there. Three so kindnesses. You got it exactly. <laughs> Everything happens in threes, right? I love it. Um, so, but yeah, Third in Line Legal is a transactional law firm that focuses largely on entertainment um, uh, practice. And so, what I mean by that is that the people that we represent are folks who are doing something creative, or what I like to often call creative adjacent. So even more specifically, maybe you are an artist or musician and you are moving through the next phases of getting your creativity out there. You're dropping a song, you're putting out an album, something along those lines. Plenty of places where the work that I do will focus on how to enhance that and bring that forward. Or maybe you're a business owner. You're someone who is starting a restaurant or starting a business, but you're going to have intellectual property concerns along the way. You're also maybe going to have some just general business and negotiation concerns along the way, same kind of thing. So maybe you're doing something creative adjacent, um, but the aspects that I'll be able to help uh, and service are kind of robust there. And it's all about the relationships. That's the thing is like when you really invest in those relationships, it really helps because people who create things really invest their soul into it. And so being able to connect in that space really helps. So I, uh, yeah, as an entertainment attorney, this, the place where I spend most of my time is with music. Nice, um, nice. And that's that's where my background is. I spent plenty of time working in the music industry uh, before becoming an attorney a handful of years ago. Um, spent a lot of time in the music industry kind of on the creative side. And so uh, that's one of the things that really brought me into the legal side of it and being able to help move some things along in that way. That's amazing. Now, when, when, so when you started out, it was your first business was being an attorney or... 
You know, actually, so my first business, um, here comes the three again, third, <laughs> third in line creative. Nice. So you can see the evolution here. So Absolutely. Um, when I was back in undergrad, I was studying music business. And uh, on the campus that I was on, there was a student-run record label. And then also in the kind of local area, uh, there was a lot of music kind of happening. And so I was actually doing creative direction and graphic design for people who were uh, creating things. It's funny because it's not even that long ago, but nevertheless, it was back in the height of the CD era and things like that. So doing mm -hmm. a lot of uh, creative work that way. And so also helping people like record and write music. So have that full immersion into the creative side of things. So you truly have a background in it. I mean, I do. And a passion for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm a musician. I, you know, I have that background, come from a, a creative family, et cetera. And, but that's the thing that also... Um, led me to kind of the legal side of things. But first, I was doing, I started Third Line Creative as a way to service artists um, in that regard. And so that that then led me into law school and uh, kind of moving along that path. That's so cool. Now, so you, you mentioned that you kind of come in when those artists are ready to evolve or level up in that sense. But, you know, I, I just think of it as a creative that most creatives that I know, including myself, is sometimes those things like numbers and contracts and whatever else can seem just not even part of your thought process right Absolutely. at that point. So when do you become part of that relationship for them? When do you become part of their team in, or, or how do... Some, how do some of these artists even know to look for you, right? Totally. So I usually tell people I'm happy to interact with anyone at any point because the whole point of it is for people to be able to focus on what they're creating, doing what fills them rather than what drains them. Yeah. A lot of times this illegal stuff just drains people of their creativity. So at any point, but... Um, what where the rubber really meets the road is when someone has created something and they have some vision, some idea for it, or and or they have some sort of traction around it, which you can kind of tell these days um, in the digital era because that usually involves some level of engagement. So if someone says, "Man, I you know they're they're great, they're writing some amazing music, you know, on their own, they're recording it on their own, or something along those lines," like absolutely, I'd love to talk to that person. But then usually it's like, okay, so then what are you doing next? Are you putting it out? Are you, you know, just trying some of that out on your own? Maybe you've caught a little, uh, a little attention or something along those lines. And so most of the clients that I have. That has been the case where maybe they've been grinding at it for a few years, but all of a sudden they put out some song and it's catching some fire. They're getting some sort of um, interaction around it. They've built a big social media following. Just usually opportunities start to emerge. And then somewhere along those lines, either hopefully um, people are thinking of it proactively. Yeah. It's usually something that I re that really resonates when they're saying, you know, I've got all this stuff kind of going on. Maybe I should talk to an attorney. Great. That's usually me. Or they've like gotten into something and they've said, all right, I, I got into this and I didn't talk to someone beforehand. Mm -hmm. I need some help with it now that it's moving on. That's totally fine. Like you're here at the right spot to where we can clean this up and move forward um, in the right direction. And so mm -hmm. it's usually when there's usually when there's numbers or eyeballs involved, that's one of the things that tends to happen. Gotcha. So, so when you decided, you know, this is what you were going to do and you're going to pursue entertainment um, or being an entertainment attorney, mm -hmm. was that something that you did devoted to full time in the beginning before you took on you know, some of these other uh, endeavors? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. So I've always known that this is the kind of law that I was going to practice. Gotcha. And then, but I've always been entrepreneurial as well. So in some regard, I was always doing like 
creative visual design um, alongside being an attorney or helping people create their music alongside being an attorney. So I've always, I've never like siloed myself into just that because I've always been at my heart, someone who has these creative endeavors and then multiple skills, so to speak, and finding ways to uh, make those things grow. So in that sense, I've always kind of had that branch out, but I definitely have always had that focus and the skills and um, experience around uh, the music industry, especially, but also uh, the creative in- industry as a whole. Now, would would you say that, and you know, not to compare to to other attorneys, but in this sense of, I guess your skill set, right, your passions, your your talents, it, it seems like they're kind of unique to me. That you don't think of most attorneys having that creative side to them. You know, in the entertainment industry, is that something that's more common, where you know, attorneys have more of that talent and when it comes to uh, a similar talent to to their artists or are you pretty unique in that regard i'd say your instincts are pretty pretty correct in that it is pretty unique like um there are plenty of really great attorneys especially in chicago we have uh it's a big city but we have a pretty small community a lot of us know each other etc it's great like we all just want people to succeed yeah um but the existence of the attorney who also has an extensive experience in being a creative is pretty rare. And that is one of the points that really makes a difference for a lot of my clients. I know what it is to be in the studio. I know what it is to you know, do all of that grind work. And then also that helps give that perspective of how are you able to create something and really embrace that yeah. while also thinking of these other concerns and like, what is that balance? What is the calculus you have to do, et cetera? That's not philosophical to me. It's real. And that is something that definitely sets me apart um, for most people, for sure. That's amazing. Now, Thanks. when it comes to just being an attorney, I guess, and, or not being an attorney, but rather as an artist, um, what would be, I guess, some of the pitfalls of not hiring an attorney, right? And trying to do it on your own. Yeah. So that's a great question. There's a a few. So for one, for better or worse, um, when you are the person who is creating something, you are the champion of it, the evangelist of it, et cetera, which is really great. You need that passion to move any project forward. However, you're also not at a certain level necessarily the best emissary for it. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Like maybe you shouldn't be the person who is the first line of defense or the first interaction because a lot of times people just, they they regard that differently. They don't necessarily take it as seriously or they look for ways that they might be able to exploit that. It also adds a certain credibility when you have other people around you who are moving it forward. So if you are the artist and you're out there just trying to push things or you're the writer and you're like, I wrote this book and I'm just trying to like do it myself, et cetera, the way that when you start to have to interact with the difficulties of the entertainment industry across the board, um, it tends to be a little bit more heightened, like just things don't get done as heavily or people don't take things as seriously. It doesn't really make sense why, but I've seen that. Whereas I have found that when I come in, it just makes a world of difference. I'm very nice, like I'm very, very firm, very strong, et cetera. But like my values of you catch more flies with honey, et cetera. Like I just, I'm definitely like not that jerk attorney. <laughs> um, I will always advocate for my clients, but I find that one of the best ways to create that safety is to do it with kindness. Yes, and so um, that is a, a strength that comes in. But boy, oh boy, do things move faster whenever I step into the conversation. Boy, oh boy, do things get done way more significantly. Boy, oh boy, do people stop trying to pull stuff. Like I've just seen so many people back and forth on agreements. And then my client will say, well, you know what? How about I bring Odell in? And then, wow, two emails, it's done. (laughs) So so that is a big like that. And then constantly I hear from the man, I should have just talked to you first. I'm like, yeah, my whole thing is to like save you headaches. Um, So that's a big part of it. 
and then uh, that it really helps that. And then also, again, that credibility piece really makes a world of difference. And so when you have someone like me, people immediately take that more seriously. They think more in the uh, possibilities that are there. And I also know like what's possible. You might be thinking, you know, all right, I've got this song, you know, and I want to put this out. Maybe we can, you know, do this many numbers with it. And, you know, we might get these kinds of agreements or something along those lines. I'm like, yes, but like there's also this stream of exposure that you might not be thinking about. Or there's this stream of revenue that you might not be tapping into. These opportunities, these people you can talk to, like those are things that. I am thinking about and feeling so that you don't have to. <laughs> and so that can be really, really enhancing for a lot of people. And it just really, it's collaborative. It's really meant to be collaborative in that way. No, I love it. Now, one of the things that I personally have heard is mm-hmm. whenever I reveal that I was, or am a Marine, right? Once mm-hmm. a Marine, always a Marine. But, um, oh, you don't strike me as a Marine. Or I would never guess you. I, c- I can't even imagine you being a Marine because... You're, you're nice or whatever it is, right? Yes. Do you feel like you get that also with, with being an attorney? Like you're too like I would never assume you're an attorney because you, you're you're so kind. Yeah, absolutely. I get that all the time. <laughs> so, man, I I love my attorney community. I love my friends. I love you know what we've what we've been given. But the um, I definitely like any other attorney have some some chips on the shoulder, et cetera. <laughs> one of the things that the community at large um, has been you know we've been taught been shown is that like. You have to show your worth. You have to show that you're right, which really creates this kind of air of being a know-it-all. Um, but I feel like wiser people, the wisdom that you have will present itself. So, you know, the person who listens more than talks whenever it comes to that, who answers strongly, who, you know, processes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things, et cetera, that just a lot of places, a lot of um, whether it's law school or like firms, et cetera, that's not the face value uh, culture that is built. And so I've never had to swim in that. And I've made sure to when I've been in those spaces or any of those things to like fight against it because it's not who I am. And so, yep, I come through as um, friendly, as understanding, as warm, as approach, as approachable, as collaborative rather than uh, a know-it-all. But I, I know the things that I need <laughs> to know and I definitely will pull us to that when it's necessary. But I just have found that that really, really helps. And that is also very specific to my industry. I might be, it might be different if I was like a corporate tax attorney, because you need more of a hammer, et cetera. For sure. But in this regard, like, I don't want to scare away the people I'm trying to work with. I'm working with, even when I'm working with larger labels, like just the nature of the relationship is more, I mean, we're in the arts, you know, and it reflects that. And so to be someone who reflects that really, really helps rather than to be this sharp blade all the time. Um, it cuts people away rather than building things. Of course. And it seems like to me that, you know, a lot, well, one, it's your nature, right? Mm-hmm. And that's probably just how you've been in your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. On some level. But uh, the other aspect of your business or your entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. rather, uh, and the three kindnesses seems like it's something that you, know, you, you practice what you preach. And, and part of that is incorporating that into your, uh, your law business, right? So Tell me about that and just the relationship with that, how you got started with it, and and again, just how it plays into what you do as an attorney and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, I when I when like when I got out of undergrad and then I was moving along kind of towards law school, I didn't I was not one of those people who was like, oh, I know I want to be an attorney all my life. It was kind of a natural progression. And so in that, I was always doing other things as well just kind of moving through uh, the passions that I had, the world of work, et cetera. So kind of these two trees that have always grown is uh, the development of like legal work and then also the development of people. And so I've had, you know, plenty of corporate jobs kind of in that space. And then 
went back to law school kind of in that. So they kind of came together in this alchemy to where I just not long after finishing law school, I knew that I wanted to start my own thing as an attorney. I knew I wanted to focus on that. But I also wanted to be able to have something stable and kind of really continuously build my skills in the leadership space. It was something that I had done before law school that I really enjoyed. Uh, and so found ways where I was able to kind of build that work, so to speak, working for a large company, um, traveling around the world, kind of delivering in that space. But I always knew, again, as an entrepreneurial person that I wanted to step out and build. So right around the time, and it was like a mix of things. I was starting a small family and just kind of getting all the pieces together. And so within a couple of years, I was able to say, all right, I really want to focus on building my legal firm. And then I also want to be able to take these skills and what is important to me about building leaders, about building teams. And I want to do that kind of on my own terms. And so um, within the like last few years, I've really been able to focus on how that comes together and how those things are built. And the heart of it is really what are those values there? Like you said, mm. it's that safety, that empathy, the diversity, those three kindnesses drive everything that I do. Um, and so rather than those just being the ways in which we like lead our lives, my business partner and I said, this is, this is something that's really important. We want to bring this to people in a real way. We want to work for ourselves doing this. We want to work you know, to help build the world around a lot of this. And so we've really stepped out kind of in that entrepreneurial push and given ourselves that freedom and that passion to do so. Um, so it, it filters into my work, you know, my, my legal work in the sense that um, A, either it's the values that show up there and then also some of the opportunities do. Like I deliver this stuff with four lawyers in law firms. Um, the legal community is a place where there's a real dearth of professional development. And so to be able to add that in that space, but also as a credible attorney is huge. And so yeah. um, from that standpoint, just even some of the some of the high work that I do is also in law firms doing uh, three kindnesses work and would love to continue to do more because I think I've really seen that that has made a, a significant impact on people, especially attorneys, where um, a lot of times they are struggling to be seen, uh, to feel connected to something beyond their work. No, oh, that's great. And, you know, it sounds to me like also you're your own best case study on some level, right? <laughs> yeah. That you get to... Uh, on a first-hand level, experience what it's like to to incorporate, you know, these three kindnesses uh, into your practice, right? Yeah. What have you found in that that has improved just as a business, right? Oh, excuse me, I apologize. <laughs> I thought tough. I had it off. <laughs> no yeah. worries, no worries. We'll fix um, it in post. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll start over. So it sounds to me like you're your own best case study. Mm -hmm. What is it that you found that has benefited your business from incorporating the three kindnesses as an attorney? Yeah. Um, so a few things that have really benefited the business is one pace, like pace is a really important thing. And what I mean by that is like, how do we move through the world in a way that uh, responds to kind of how the, the, the rhythm of uh, being in your optimized sense. And we talk about this in our three kindnesses work. And then I am also, like you said, the, one of our best case studies for it. I've always struggled to find when someone else is setting the environment in which I work. So working for a company or something along those lines, a pace that responds to what brings out the best strengths in me. That's one of the reasons that I'm, I'm an entrepreneur is I can set that pace for myself. I like a steady pace where um, things are sometimes maybe perceived as slower but very thorough. I'd rather get things done right and get things done very well up front rather than just like figuring things out as I go. 
And that's just the, the nature of what is genuine to me. And so being able to give myself permission to do that because I have to do that in order to be the best attorney I can for my clients is really key. And that's exactly the kind of thing we talk about in Three Kindnesses, is giving people permission to be their best selves so they can do their best work. So whether your best work is running a business or it is writing a great brief for the senior partner that's you know looking over your work, whatever the case may be, like we have to give ourselves that permission first in order to do it. And I do that with my work. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to be like influential at any of it. Yeah, for sure. Now, if I'm an attorney out there and you know I'm listening to this and saying, how do I incorporate this? I mean, I'm hearing Odell and he's you know, incorporating these three kindnesses, right? What, what would be, one, the first step towards reaching out to you and what does that look like? And then what's your approach when you meet someone for the first time and kind of exploring you know, what their needs are and how to, how to build that? strategy around their personal business or you know the firm they're at absolutely so in in a lot of ways it's the things that people would expect like connect online what i what i always tell people is the best place to go to start everything is to go to three kindnesses.com i'll spell out three kindnesses.com so when you go to our website um you get the feel of who we are you get like kind of a just a, a full sense of what the journey is. And also there is a great place where you can kind of initiate the contact and it doesn't get lost in DMs or things yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. Still, you can reach out to us on any of the platforms. You find us on Facebook, you find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, especially any of those places are also those places because we connect with people in that way. So you're Absolutely. never going to get like a bot response, any of those places. Nice. But it's always conversation based because the needs that we're looking to meet are tailored towards people. So that's ultimately what someone's going to end up doing is they're going to connect and they're going to talk to myself or my business partner or both of us about what is it that you're trying to do. And we have various ways in which we do it. Maybe we'll come in and kind of uh, start early with a few deep dive talks, or maybe we'll do something that is more um, experiential, like a full you know workshop around like how do we work some of these pieces in? How do we create behavioral change? It really is um, a way of finding what is the ingredient what are the ingredients that are necessary for your environment to reach the outcome that you're looking for? We might run our like proprietary assessment that we do so that people can understand what their team is made of and really understand, all right, how does how do those things work together? So I tell people, go to the website because you'll start to understand even more than just my voice, you'll understand kind of who we are, and that's one of the best places to connect. And then we meet people where they need to be met. Um, go into businesses, do things virtual, like a bunch of different ways in which to meet people in that space that they're looking for. It's awesome. Now, what pain points could I expect to alleviate with some of those, uh, you know, or w- implementing these strategies, tactics, you know, mindsets? Yeah, all, absolutely. All of the above, right? So one of the things that we often say about um, environments of work, so teams, departments, dynamics, et cetera, is if you show me someone where there's a, 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 some conflict, I'll show you that there is someone there who doesn't feel safe, psychologically, emotionally, whatever. And if I can show you someone that doesn't feel psychologically and emotionally safe because there's some sort of conflict, I can show you some place where you're losing something in your bottom line, you're losing some sort of pro- t- productivity toward the work that you're doing. So one of the biggest pain points that we look for and that we can illuminate is where do people not feel seen? It might be big. Like there might be some like toxic workplace stuff going on that we really need to be able to open up, have a safe space and, uh, you know, be able to talk through some of the concrete ways that we heal this. Or it might be some of those fissures that just come along the way with growth, you know, with pace, with change. You know, the world of work changed so significantly last year and people just had to adapt. And in doing those kinds of adaptations, sometimes people get 
lost along the way. So we might illuminate some of the quote unquote smaller things that really have large impact. But really what a, one of the biggest pain points that people find is that people uh, create teams that have just individuals on them. There are people in those people, as we say, and a lot of those people don't feel seen. Um, and thus, if they don't feel seen for who they are, then they don't feel like they have the full permission to be themselves, which means they don't have the full permission to bring their best self to the work they were hired to do. And so when we are able to eliminate that, the ultimate result is that people are better at their work because they are better for themselves and the business thrives along those uh, for all the right reasons along those lines. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, just establishing that culture is so important for mm -hmm. any organization. It seems like you're bringing, you know, your A game for that. So. Uh, if you're listening out there, our audience, right, and, and you're one of these artists who are in need of, of an attorney, which sounds like you you know, you know, absolutely need one, uh, I highly encourage you to reach out to Odell. But also, uh, if you're an attorney that could benefit from a little more kindness in, in, in your workplace, you know, I also encourage you to reach out to Odell. There's a form below uh, which you can contact directly. But, you know, Odell, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, the, good sir. The kindness just, you know exudes from, <laughs> from you. So uh, always appreciate it and, and, and sharing your expertise and your story as well. So thank you uh, for coming in. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate again always the platform and always the opportunity to get to talk about these things that matter. The work that you're doing and the people that you have on really reflect uh, again that same kind of uh, desire to bring something great to the world and I'm honored to be a part of it. Well, I'm humbled and honored as well. So thank you. Thank you.